There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right. She is salty. Salty, salty, salty. (laughs) My God, you're funny, Alice. I have a lot going on today. I know, you've, oh my goodness! Well, you're my single parent, right? All right, Alice is salty, so we're not going to mess with her too much about that. And but I'm going to start off with a story that's going to piss her off even more. <clears throat> and yes, I will be paying off our tease yesterday about my STD, which Alice is thrilled about talking about. I'm just overjoyed. Lloyd Austin announces military will pay for travel to obtain abortions. Does that not violate the Hatch Act or whatever? I don't know. The Department of Defense. Oh, I guess just the travel. I the DOD has travel, announced but... it will pay for service members to travel to get abortions following the Supreme Can you imagine like how ghoulish this party is? Can you imagine how ghoulish? And don't tell me that these are for those emergency situations where somebody is raped by a superior officer. And the, the, the just day, the in day, time. Just the day-to-day uh, reason why people get abortions um, is because they don't want to be inconvenienced with having a baby. So stop it, okay? That is, that is mostly why this happens. Yeah, well... Can we, be, can we be honest? Yes, or, you know, in the case of employers, and in this case, especially if the military is your employer, so that your employer isn't inconvenienced by you wanting to ha- have a baby, right? It, if your employer, it would be more convenient for them... For you to continue to go to work, of course they're going to pay for your travel to go get an abortion. <laughs> and in this case, it's the military, which conveniently is just in time for women to get drafted now. I mean, I know they went off that, but you know they're going to try and do that again. It is It is just interesting. like Because have you noticed that weirdness? So remember, we. I think you and I talked about this, but I think not on the show, how the Selective Service was like tweeting weird stuff like... Just so you know, even if you have an only child, they still have to register for the draft. Right. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Like, was anybody questioning that? Was anybody confused? Like, why are you doing weird press releases about everybody having to register for the draft? 
I, 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 and by the is, way, I mean, I know that people who are like politically plugged in know about the draft and stuff, but I think there are a lot of people that like don't fully realize the draft is a thing. I mean, I know Vietnam wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. in our collective U.S. memory, but like most people just aren't very aware of stuff. And I was talking to somebody the other day who has two sons and she was like, wait, you mean like it's required? They have to register for the mm-hmm. draft when they're 18? And I was like, yeah, you didn't know this? I'm like, what do you think people are in trouble for in Vietnam? And she was like, I don't know. I didn't just didn't realize that they like had to. Why should they yeah. have to make the people with the Ukraine flags register before my kids? <laughs> like, and I get it, but it's just it's not. It's sort of out of the personal experience of most people alive right now, the idea of a draft. Like, and it's hard to imagine us doing it, but if we went to war, we would actually need to have a draft because we have a massive, massive recruitment crisis in the armed Mm -hmm. forces right now, in all of the armed Mm -hmm. forces. And they're being run by total nut jobs. So they are absolutely going to draft your kids. Whether it's Ukraine or it's Taiwan or wherever it is, they're going to do it. And by the way, the people running the military freaking suck. So they're probably going to get your kid killed too. So that's the other piece of that. So none of that I like. They're probably also going to start drafting your daughters. They already tried to do that. It got shot down in Congress, I believe, but I'm sure that will be back. I'm sure it will. And so, of course... Of course they want to pay for your daughters that they're going to draft to get abortions and abort your grandchildren. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? It's just convenient. When they go send your daughter to die in Taiwan, then, you know, they're going to need her to get an abortion so she can go serve over there. Um, well, Sorry to be dark. No, but, it's fine. I mean, this, is, this is a good <laughs> representation of the mood you've been in. I am in that mood. I am um, in that But mood. also, like, I mean, in order to have a draft, don't we need a war? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure our intellectually superior ruling class can come up with a war if pressed. Well, just look at this. This administration, and if you add in the Obama administration, it has been 14 years now. They have been pursuing hat in hand, rather fellating the Iranians to get a nuclear deal with the Iranians. This administration chasing them around, even though in the last few years the Iranians said don't bother, chasing them around, having a deal brokered by the by the Russians um, in Europe to for a nuke deal. They, they're obsessed with it. They're these these eggheaded globalist uh, diplomatic thinkers, foreign policy experts think it's a good idea to give the Iranians essentially give them leeway in building their nuclear. Um, their nuclear uh, capabilities, which of course the Iranians already proved, that because the because thankfully the Israelis are still competent. We've they've already proven that they never abided by anything. Of course they're going to use it. Of course they want to be in the nuke club. And by the way, they're involved in one direct war in several proxy wars right now. And and it's funny because the only reason the administration now has stopped filleting them mm-hmm. is because. Our new fellatio partner, uh, Ukraine, is being bombed by Iran-made drones. And that's a bridge too far for us. Now we're offended because the the war of the day in in Ukraine is being affected by these drones. Mm -hmm. So so maybe that goes to your... And and that's that's the war that that we need, right? That's the war that we want right now. Right. So, but, I mean, this is both sides of the aisle, too. 
Mike Pence was just mm-hmm. out on TV talking about how we need to support Ukraine more. National Review had an article about how we need to start providing Ukraine with F-16s. I mean, w- what are we doing here? Like, well, what- how about this? Mm-hmm. How about this? We are giving them arms that are made in the United States. We're giving them a ton of stuff, and I'm sure we're giving them intelligence, too. Otherwise, this stuff wouldn't be getting blown up, all the Russian things. We're providing the entire infrastructure for their war. We are really at war with Russia right now. Yes, of course. Like, that's actually what's happening right now. And they keep slipping up and accidentally saying it, too. Like, Biden will say, like, this is a time of war. The gas station owners need to lower their prices. But... Don't hit any of these. I've like never. Yeah, don't. Everything's extremely precarious in the studio right now. Can you go play somewhere else, please? I have no clue where my phone is or I would give it to you, but I don't even know where it is right now. So I don't know what to tell you. Can you go play? We're going to go to karate really soon. Put on blue. We're going to karate soon. Okay. You can wear your Mickey ears to karate. How's that sound? Actually, are you you supposed to wear your your thing this week? It's next week. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. see you downstairs. Trish says Biden told the oil companies we have a war going on. That's right. They, yep. they, the elites already consider us at war because we are at war right now with Russia. And like, whether or not, you know, they actually go out and declare war, I guess to send kids there, they'll have to. But like, we're, we're if we keep this up, we're going to need a draft at some point, you know, because there's nobody joining the armed forces. Yeah. They aren't hitting any of their recruitment goals because they're stupid, terrible, woke places where no one wants to send their kid anymore. And they're going to have to force people to go. And I think when that happens, that's going to be a tough sell with people. I don't really know how you go there. Like, I, I don't know how all these people that are holding Ukraine bake sales and this and that in our towns and have little Ukraine hearts in their yards and Ukraine flags on their houses. Are they going to be okay with sending their kids to Ukraine to die? Do we no. think? So, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since there's been a draft in the United States. I well, wasn't alive is, for the last one. I think that we should be doing something in Ukraine, too. I do, I do think it's good that we're destroying Putin. But I think there's got, there's got to be a limit. Um, and also, I think that we need to be prepared. This thing is dragging on. Putin's getting more desperate. We need to be prepared for real-life retaliation. Yeah. As in retaliation on our infrastructure. We already know right. that Putin and the Russians have a ton of cyber terror, they already terrorism busted things. busted down the, the, half the eastern seaboard last year, the, the yeah, pipeline so, or whatever that was. You know, Biden provided Putin with a list of, please don't attack these seven things right. when you're doing your cyber terrorism. Yeah. Just try and keep it to the less important stuff, if you would, please. So in case you're wondering why Putin thinks we're a bunch of wimps who he doesn't have to worry about. You can look at Biden. Can you imagine that? Oh, what I'm, week are we? Oh, so between that and the way Lloyd Austin walks around with his stupid six masks <laughs> in, in, the, in the windshield in, in front of I him, can't. So. Uh, and then the Afghanistan stuff too, obviously, uh, which yeah. he should be impeached over. By the way, um, did you look into or read any of this Rolling Stone story? By the way, about the journalist who vanished. No. So you know this journalist was writing a book covering our withdrawal from Afghanistan. No. And the FBI raided his house, and he's now vanished. He abruptly resigned from his job, hasn't been seen at his apartment, and is just gone. Nobody knows where he is. And he's writing about our withdrawal from He was. He's hmm. not anymore. He's he, was gone. he in country or in the U.S.? In the U.S. Huh. 
He was in the U.S. So this is the Rolling Stone story, okay? Listen to this. This is nuts. This, it, I mean, like, it's hard to believe this happens in America. I have to, like, hold it in a separate bucket in my brain because it's so crazy, this story. Listen to this. A minute before 5 a.m., April 27, ABC News' James Gordon Meek fired off a tweet with a single word, facts. The network's national security investigative producer was responding to former CIA agent Mark Polymeropoulos's take that the Ukrainian military was thriving against Russian forces. Polymeropoulos's tweet filled with acronyms indecipherable to the layperson was itself a reply to a massive... A missive from the Washington Post Pentagon reporter Dan Lamoth, who noticed the wealth of information the U.S. military had gathered about Russian ops by observing their combat strategy in real time. The interchange illustrated the interplay between the national security community and those who cover it. And no one straddled both worlds quite like Meek, an Emmy-winning deep-dive journalist who is also a former senior counterterrorism advisor and investigator for the House Homeland Security Committee. To his detractors within ABC, Meek was something of a military fanboy, but his track record of exclusives was undeniable, breaking the news of foiled terrorist plots in New York City and the Army's cover-up of the fratricidal death of Dave Charette the second in Iraq, a bombshell that earned Meek a face-to-face meeting with President Obama. With nine years at ABC under his belt, a buzzy Hulu documentary poised for Emmy attention and an upcoming book on the military's chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, the 52-year-old bear of a man seemed to be at the height of his powers and the pinnacle of his profession. Outside his Arlington, Virginia apartment, a surreal scene was unfolding, and his storied career was about to come crashing down. Meek's tweet marked the last time he posted on the social media platform. The first thing Meek's neighbor, John Antonelli, noticed that morning was the black utility vehicle with blacked-out windows blocking traffic in both directions on Columbia Pike. It was just before dawn on that April day, and self-described police vehicle historian Antonelli was about to grab a coffee. Uh, He inched closer to get a better vantage when he saw... Another tactical vehicle often employed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, among other law enforcement agencies. A few Arlington County cruisers surrounded the scene, but all of the other vehicles were unmarked, including the Bearcat. Antonelli counted at least 10 heavily armored personnel in the group. None bore anything identifying which agency was conducting the raid. After just 10 minutes, the operation inside the apartment complex was over. They didn't stick around. They took off pretty quickly and headed west on Columbia Pike towards Fairfax County. Most people seeing that green vehicle would think it's some kind of tank. But I knew it was a Lenko Bearcat. The vehicle is designed to be jumped out of so they can do a raid in that kind of time. It can return fire if it's being fired upon. Multiple sources familiar with the matter say Meek was the target of an FBI raid at the Siena Apartments, Siena Park Apartments, sorry, where he'd been living on the top floor for more than a decade. An FBI representative told Rolling Stone its agents were present that morning conducting court-authorized law enforcement activity and the FBI cannot comment further due to an ongoing investigation. Meek has been charged with no crime. But independent observers believe the raid is among the first and quite possibly the first to be carried out on a journalist by the Biden administration. A federal magistrate judge in the Virginia Eastern District Court signed off on the search warrant the day before the raid. If the raid was for Meek's records, U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco would have had to give her blessing. A new policy enacted last year prohibits federal prosecutors from seizing journalist documents. Any exception requires the deputy AG's approval. In the raid's aftermath, Meek, who frequently collaborated with ABC World News Tonight anchor David Moyer, had made himself scarce. None of his Siena Park neighbors with whom Rolling Stone spoke have seen him since. 
with his apartment appearing to be vacant. Sienna Park management declined to confirm their longtime tenant was gone, and several ABC News colleagues who are accustomed to unraveling mysteries and cracking investigative stories tell Rolling Stone they have no idea what happened to Meek. An ABC representative tells Rolling Stone he resigned very abruptly and hasn't worked for us for months. Hmm. Sources familiar with the matter say federal agents allegedly found classified information on Meek's laptop during their raid. One investigative journalist who works with Meek said it would be highly unusual for a reporter or producer to keep any classified information on a computer. His lawyer says he's unaware of what allegations anonymous sources are making about his possession of classified documents. If such documents exist, this would be within the scope of his long career of an investigative journalist covering government wrongdoing. The allegations in your inquiry are troubling for a different reason. They appear to come from a source inside the government. So the guys vanished off the earth. Interesting. I mean, like what? And I can't believe like the lack of attention this is getting. Yeah, I mean, we're, we, everybody cares about Khashoggi, and he wasn't even an American. What about this yeah, guy? Yeah, no, this is the Biden administration's FBI just raided a serious ABC journalist who was writing work critical of the investigation of the administration, and now he's just gone. Like nobody's worried about that at all. It seems like kind of nuts, and and the guy is, you know, he hasn't been charged with anything. Do you know what I'm saying? That's like what's especially crazy. So uh, Morgan in the chat says Tim Poole said one of his employees knows him and he hasn't returned his calls for months. So, yeah, the guy is missing. Wow. Uh, and so either he's like gone completely into hiding or like they got to him or he committed suicide, possibly. I mean, like he's been made to look like he committed suicide i don't really know like it it's a wild story it's absolutely incredible and the fact that it's not getting more attention and like the that reporters aren't asking more questions about it is nuts you would think that reporters would be a little worried about the biden administration disappearing journalists wouldn't you doesn't that seem like if you were a reporter that would be something that would concern you because it sure would concern me, like if I were one of his ABC colleagues or something, I'd be pretty worried about that. If the Biden administration has gotten into the business of like reading journalists without charging them with any crime and then they vanish off the face of the earth. It's really nuts. I don't I don't know. And this is Rolling Stone reporting it versus Arkansas. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, this is Rolling Stone reporting it. This is an ABC journalist. This isn't like some wild tale on you know, OAN or something. This is... Oh, she finally made it on social media, huh? What? He I've... finally made it. I've... Alice Shattuck is a violent extremist Christian, woman hater, gay hater, trans hater, and white supremacist. Alice, uh, oh, actually, no, that's just your Twitter bio. <laughs> Alice Shattuck has no words of her own. Um, I don't know that that's true. Is that true? <laughs> Apparently. Alice Shattuck follows Donald Trump because he reminds her yes, of her I'm violent a, woman. I'm a well-known big Donald Trump follower. Alice Shattuck, this is how craven I am. Alice Shattuck follows Donald Trump because he reminds her of her violent, woman-hating, racist elders. I was hoping it was going to say husband oh. and be tagged, and I'd get a little tension too, but nothing. Hey, congratulations, Alice. That's somebody on Twitter there. <laughs> Alice making friends. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> only some of that is true, by the way, on Twitter. Um, let's I really see. don't hate anybody. Well, oh, <laughs> uh, did you? I, we, I talked to Bethany Mandeligan today. That's great. I love her. Forty-five percent of Montgomery County students identified as non-binary in survey. Hmm. 
Good job, Democrats. <laughs> Good job. That might just be an indication that Montgomery County students don't take the surveys that their school districts yeah. give them seriously, too. Florida State Fire Marshal calls on Elon Musk and other EV producers for answers about vehicles. Florida State Fire Marshal Jimmy Petronas is calling for electric car companies to answer for electrical vehicles that have burst into flames from the storm surge of Hurricane Ian. The unfortunate reality is there is a population of vehicles that's that's good. Sure, this is Petronas. That should that could spontaneously combust, putting our first responders at risk, and the manufacturers are nowhere to be found. For as big a risk as this is to fire uh, teams, for companies who have received an immense uh, sum of subsidies from taxpayers, I would have hoped the reaction by manufacturers would have been more robust, especially as these EVs supposedly have a tremendous amount of technology and connectivity. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There could be a family who evacuated whose home was left relatively intact from Ian, who may still lose everything because of an abandoned EV left in their garage that catches fire as a result of salty storm surge waters. Hmm. Uh, some Floridians, Floridians have already discovered this the hard way. One house uh, on hard-hit Sanibel Island was severely damaged after the Tesla in the garage caught, ho- caught on fire. Uh, there have been multiple calls for EVs as the ones hit once lithium batteries are damaged from salt water, they become easily flammable, cause mm-hmm. a vehicle to combust. That seems like it would be important as we a bunch of states mandate us all to switch to electric vehicles. Yep. Maybe we should consider that as we go forward. Wasn't there a bus in Connecticut that caught on yep. fire too? Further, I saw with my own eyes a North Collier fire rescue fought an EV fire that continuously reignited. It was surreal and frankly scary watching the fire teams fight this EV fire using tens of thousands of gallons of water to cool the batteries and then watch the EV reignite. I even found out later that the car reignited on the tow truck. Florida firefighters have been to the tip of the spear in hurricane recovery operations and more has to be done to help these heroes deal with the unique challenges of EV fires. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah this <laughs> it happened in Connecticut. It's going to be happening in more places. I still think like the idea of electric cars are cool, but you know we're testing them as we go. Mm-hmm. So, so this is relevant to your um, Connecticut listeners. By the way, did you see what Fox News is reporting about Dick Blumenthal? No, they've got one of his high school yearbooks. Mm-hmm. Senator Richard Blumenthal, D. Connecticut, served as president of the student council at his high school when the group put on a Slave Day fundraising event. And he used a term now recognized as racist several times during one of his writings for the student newspaper at Harvard. According to images and documentation listed in the 1963 yearbook for Riverdale County, 
Country Riverdale Country School, a private school located in the Bronx. Blumenthal served as the president of the school's student council and attempted to unify the schools through a series of fundraising events that called for student participation. One of the student council's fundraising events, according to the yearbook, was the inaugural Slave Day. Oh on my November God, did you send that to us? <laughs> yes, 21, 1962. Describing the event, the yearbook said a large number of upper school students were- Happy Slave Day! <laughs> worked at odd jobs around the neighborhood and helped to raise over $200 for the drive. The yearbook also noted that the Slave Day fundraiser exemplified the kind of activity which the council felt most important to the school, the leadership and the participation being completely under the incentive of the students. Uh, following his high school career, Blumenthal attended Harvard University and served as editor-in-chief of the Harvard Crimson, the school student newspaper. During his time as a writer for the newspaper, Blumenthal used a term that is now considered a racial slur at least seven times in a 19th 1960- What was that? Uh, it's the same as uh, the Baldwin, I am not your... I don't know. Am I allowed to say that? Well, well, is it the big one? No. Slave? No, I am not your. I the only the one, one I... that a Connecticut teacher got in trouble for saying the name of the James Baldwin book. Oh, I am not the, your. The N word. Not is that the N word? That's the big one. No. It's not the one that rhymes with a character from Winnie the Pooh. Dumper. No, Tigger. Okay. It's not, doesn't rhyme with that. <sighs> anyway. A summer school project set for blank students, which described a program for African-American students to study in the summers at Harvard, Yale, and Columbia University in preparation for graduate school. 20, I sent this to us, you know. Blumenthal? Yes. It's, I'm it, sending it, it, I'm tweeting it. Okay. So... Anyway, in the 1960s, there was a debate over whether that word used was a racist term. According to Ferris State University, the word became totally uncouth by the mid-1980s. So, I mean, ordinarily, Fox News Digital reached out to Blumenthal's office about the Slave Day event and his choice of words in his college writing, but did not receive a response. So, I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see. I think that uh, probably helps your friend Leora Levy a bit, because... You know, if these are the rules that we're playing by now as we go through people's old yearbooks and judge them for things. I mean, first of all, he was in high school in the 1960s. So? How freaking old is he? He's very old. <laughs> he shouldn't be in the Senate anyway then. Why is everybody in the Senate like 100 years old? How old is Leora Levy? Uh, 60s. Okay, I endorse her. So she didn't go to high school in the 1960s. In other words. She did not. Okay. How new is that story? It's today, I think. That is very interesting. All right, Dateline. Published October 20th at 2 p.m. Yeah. That's great. So anyway, I mean, they play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Happy Slave Day. Stonington schools remove pride flags from classrooms. I love it. I love the headline, too. Alice. You love the Dick Blumenthal headline? No, this. Oh, I've moved on. Okay, sorry. Go Stonington ahead. schools remove pride pla- flags from classrooms. Did you hear that? Uh, yes, I did hear that. Do you find that a peculiar story? Um, yes, I find that a peculiar story. This is Channel 3 Eyewitness News doing the same story. Some controversy brewing in Stonington over pride flags following a now decision to, to ban them from schools in town. Channel 3's Stephanie Simone has a closer look right now at the issue, listen Stephanie. Mark, it is unclear exactly why the pride flags are getting removed from classrooms, but this... 
It's unclear as to why exactly the removal is happening. Um, I think the news, the the lead is pride flags are in the classrooms. That's what is the story yeah. here. Not that they're being removed. Yeah, it's unclear exactly why the pride flags are in the classroom right. to begin with. Right. The weird thing isn't that the flag that, among other things, represents sex between, you know, two men or two ladies, etc. I mean, the weird things is that they're being removed like, get the freak out of here with this stuff Stoney, the group of residents is criticizing by the way I, you know, I, want, to, I want you to listen to more of this Americans should be shut up I want you to listen to more of this I want you to listen to this Channel 3 thing this is how the news works. Some controversy brewing in Stonington over pride There's flags could, following a decision to ban them from schools in town. Channel 3 Stephanie Simone has a closer look Stonington. right now at the issue. Stephanie? Stonington. Mark, it is unclear exactly why the pride flags are getting removed yep. from classrooms. But the superintendent no. sent a statement tonight that said in part, quote, many families have divergent opinions on the inclusion of pride flags and other flags Listen within the learning environment. Now, this move even sparking outrage outside of Stonington. This move even sparking outrage outside of Stonington. Spoke with one Norwich man who was very concerned by this. Now, why wouldn't they speak to a Stonington man? Well, and why does a Norwich man give a crap if they have pride flags for the children in Stonington or not? Because nobody in Stonington gives a crap. <laughs> and so they went to Norwich to find an activist who would care. And they did because they're trying to make a story about oh, their being... Out- but well, hold on. Because they're trying to make a story about their being outraged about a flag being removed. Because why would you remove the flag? It organically comes there with the desks and the chairs and the gay flag comes up. Living in southeastern Connecticut. He- well, he lives in southeastern Connecticut. says he was lucky to come out to a loving, accepting family when he was young, but not everybody has that. He says the rainbow flag is a symbol of hope that many students need to see. It's really important for that flag to be present, to know that everyone is safe within there and, and allow those kids... Who's telling you you're not safe? <laughs> I, 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 do I get... Uh, can I have a flag with John Candy on it so I can feel safe being a fat guy in it? Everybody gets a flag so you feel safe. We have a flag directly that you can associate with with your thing that makes you different here so you can feel safe. Otherwise, you're not safe? No. No. So wait. So all those kids now, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, everybody's going to get gay bashed because the flag's gone. I guess so. I guess so. so. It doesn't say much for what they think of the community in Stonington, if they think right. all of a sudden if they take the flag down, all the children will be attacked. Right, or the teacher. It's like, okay, whatever. All right, got to get to my STD. You ready? Okay. Okay. 1993 or four, I was dating a, uh, a lady. We'll say was she, she was from Malden, okay? And she... Um, she was, had been... Proudly, she would tell me how this is the kind of per- young lady that I would say that my mother was not thrilled that I would have been dating. Okay. She um, used to tell me matter-of-factly as we would drive through her through Malden, she would point to different men that she'd been with. Mm-hmm. She was older. Did she than use me. that word? She uh, she she used the word that I I got with him. I, I was with him. She was kind of a okay. streety word for what. I'm sure she she definitely had a whatever. 
she would say, oh, yeah, I was with him, whatever, it was for a while, just once, whatever. I, I actually went out to a bar, and three guys were there, three big dudes. One of them, I don't want to give his nickname, but one of them had a very typical big dude nickname. And she told me she had been with all of them. <laughs> she had a sister who was in a band. She had been with members of the band. This The girl I was seeing. But, you know, she was attractive, and... I was, and she would sleep with you. She she was sleeping with me, and really, that's all I w- had been. Your standards for, were very high for my whole life. So, and I was like, but uh, and she also, not surprisingly, had had several abortions because she wasn't going to. This is she was. Her father used to say, uh, "That's the thing about uh, Sarah is yeah, yeah, she likes to have sex like me." It's like used to, she used to say that, and like, okay, everything's perfectly healthy in this family, <laughs> absolutely. That's fine. So anyway, so um, we're plugging along there. And I got doubled. My my friend and I, she hooked up with my best friend, of course. <laughs> so then I had to, because my, uh, my, 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 my other friends told me to be humiliated about this. I had to try to steal her back to be mine. And that, that happened. And that just like ruined a friend. That's worse. Oh, yeah. And so it's all, hey, oh, that's worse. And then she. Even the chat wants to know where the STD comes in. It's coming in. <laughs> where, where do you think it comes in? It's coming. Yeah. So anyway, things time moves on a little bit, and I notice that uh, I have a tiny little rash, like bumps, we'll say, okay? Precisely where you don't want to have bumps. Now, we didn't have the internet. I didn't have the internet this time. All I had was my mom had gotten me, in, me and my brother, a book, a medical book, like a big, thick thing that can diagnose what mm-hmm. you have. I looked up my thing. Everything about it was herpes. Everything. It was herpes. It looked like this. Feel like this. Is this. This is everything. And I started to say, oh, my God. I'm. Oh, my God. This lady, this girl gave me herpes. I have herpes. I didn't tell anybody. I just like had the secret inside. And I was like, it, it for weeks and weeks, this thing had me absolutely did, like, because, you know, you don't get rid of herpes. Yeah, I'm like, oh my forever. god, I got taken out. I'm not even 21 or 20, whatever years. In this girl who's been with everyone in town proudly now has uh, delivered me the dividends of being with everyone in town. So I finally, I finally make a doctor's appointment, and they say, "Why do you want to come in?" And I said, "I want to come in because I think I have pneumonia." Pneumonia. <laughs> so I go to this doctor who who I'd seen once before, uh-huh. uh huh, in Somerville. And she says, okay, Tom, you said you have a... And I said, no, I think I have herpes. And I un- <laughs> took, removed my pants immediately and showed her. I was like totally... I had been totally stressed out over this. She said, oh, oh, okay. And 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 by the way, she said, uh, okay, Tom, I'm going to get the other doctor in here um, as well. But she said, um, who was doctor... Well, okay, I won't say the name of this doctor, but she said, I'm going to... Uh, have you... How many sexual partners have you had? And I said, really, just I'm with one. I've been one, and she said, uh, she said, well, are you, Tom, are you cheating on her? Are you having an affair with other girls? And I said, no. I said, no. She's <laughs> been with everybody. Every other third patient you see has been with her. And she said, and she didn't believe me. She said, Tom, Tom, are you telling me the truth? What are, a misogynist. She said, what do you mean? I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, Alice. I know, I'm teasing. Yeah. She, and she, and so she's, the doctor wouldn't believe me. I'm like, what are you doing? She said, because if you are, you need to be thinking about her health. I'm like, 
her health. <laughs> I'm a nice boy from Winchester, okay? I was ruined. I by, don't get STDs. I was ruined by the Mystic River in Malden. People in Malden get STDs, not me. Oh, I'm pictures from, from Malden. I'm from Winchester, Massachusetts. <laughs> but I'm scared to death. And like, like, great. This doesn't happen to people like me, doctor. Make this go away. So then she brings in Dr. Roy Berkowitz Shelton. He's got a hyphen. Okay. Right? Um, and he comes, comes right in. He grabs my thing, mm-hmm. which is... <laughs> was an unusual experience for me Sorry. at that point, okay? You know, <laughs> before my phase, okay? I was so supposed I was to like, react to that with shock. And, you know, it's so interesting because he said, oh, yeah, it's Maleskum. And he said to something about her, yeah, get him a, a whatever script for antibiotic, whatever. They later gave me this acid, which essentially almost burnt my entire thing off at one point. Mm-hmm. And some antibiotic, whatever. And like, but that was words. Oh, it's molluscum. That's it. That was it. It's it's a it's molluscum molluscum contagiosum, and it was a temporary. In that point, it, it's it, some people don't consider it an STD. It, it is an STD, STD, but it went away. But it was so funny because I was so, so close to something, assuming that yes, I definitely have herpes. I was going to live with herpes, and then he, that guy just dismissed it away and and threw it away, which was interesting. So, um, so that finally, I had to tell. Of course, she, of course, my girlfriend blamed me, of course, for cheating on her, which I didn't do. Anyway, that doctor, Doctor Roy Borker with Shelton, Dateline, um, Somerville, Massachusetts, two thousand six. A beloved Somerville family doctor has dropped a bombshell on his patients by revealing that he is transsexual and will be seeing patients as a woman. <laughs> After almost eighteen years of practicing medicine in Davis Square which is where he was. I'm looking forward to many more years as your family physician. There will only be one major change that will occur in July. I'll begin practicing medicine as a woman, Dr. Roy Berkowitz Shelton wrote in a letter to patients. Berkowitz Shelton, married father of two, said the letter will return, he will return from a hiatus to live my life as I believe he meant to be lived. It's funny because at that time that was a huge story. Mm-hmm. But like... So what, wait, do you were you aware in 2006? Like did the story yeah. ping for you? You were like, I knew the, the na- guy who touched me. Yes, <laughs> is now on the other team. Like, am I a victim or am I? Well, now, with... now that's good because the oh, person the that grabbed a... you was a girl. So I think it was in the all-time tally. Yes. Oh, that is great. One more girl touched you there. One more girl touched me there. Yeah, that's right. And there's a, another story, a subsequent story, of course, in the in the Globe. On the, there's this woman who looks like Tootsie now. I don't know, Doctor Deborah Burchell. Who Wait, I've been... she lost the hyphen. Oh yeah, she's now just Doctor Deborah Burchell. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, she has been. She's been featured in the Globe. Oh wow! So that is the story of my STD. It was a very scary time for everybody. But uh, you know what? Wow! There you go. That's what happened. So look out! Don't self diagnose. Don't self diagnose. You can be misled. Anyway, I got to take uh, some kids to karate. All right. You so. know what? I'm gonna pl- let me play the music. Let me play you out. Do you mind? Play, me play me you out. out. I'll play you play out. out. Uh. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Patreon Live listeners. We love talking to you. Um, And uh, sorry for the weird timing today, but we'll see you all on Sunday. 
Looking forward to that. You can, of course, find the live shows and extra Sunday shows at patreon.com slash burn barrel. You can also always find us for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com on social media at burn barrel pod, facebook.com slash burn barrel podcast. And uh, that's it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.